Welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. Welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. My name is Victoria, and I will be your host on this galactic adventure through Star Wars, toys and collectibles, pop culture, and randomness from the 80s and 90s. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Cantina Chatter Podcast. Great to have everybody back once again. Uh, We're still kind of in weird times, and to help get us through that, you know, a lot of us turn to the things that um, are hobbies for us, the things that are give us passion, or even just give us, you know, pleasure. And you know, it's it's hard to talk about that sort of thing here on the podcast, obviously, without talking about toys. So, Tom, what do you think? What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about retro. Then the resurgence of uh, uh, re-releases of old toys that we had as children wrapped up in the packages that they were given to us in when we were children and uh, just sold to us again now as adults. Wow. So, uh, Tom, have you ever been double dipped on? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. It's... um. Man, it's uh, they they really know how to get us aging Gen Xers. Yeah, well, I'm not a Gen Xer, but they're they're still getting me, so I don't know what to do. It's it's affecting everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're a, a, a millennial, right? Yeah, millennial. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. So no, this is uh. Yeah, yeah. Even triple dipping, I would say, in some cases, they're like really, you know, like latching onto us you know they, they know what we want or maybe we don't even know we want it they know what we want and they're figuring out ways to to sell us this stuff that we bought 30 20 years ago and um yeah we're buying it again because we're suckers yeah it's it's um definitely definitely suckers uh we've got the disposable income We've got all the modern, awesome versions of these these characters from these various lines that we love, and then they just package up the original one. And they're like, "Hey, remember this?" It's like, "Yes, I do. Give it to me." <laughs> it's um, I'm I'm absolutely a sucker for this stuff. Yeah. So for years now, these companies have been um, you know, honest with retro, and it's not just the toy companies. Uh, there's a lot of things going on, um, just in in terms of popular culture and you know, in the media. Um, the way that movies and marketing are being handled that are very reminiscent. They're trying to capitalize on, I, I guess, 1980s is the most obvious one. We've seen a lot of that, like over the last five years, Stranger mm-hmm. Things, uh, the way Thor Ragnarok was was marketed, yeah. um, you know, and music, just turn on the radio right now. You'll hear things like The Weeknd, Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. a lot of those music, you know, those artists, they're, they're using sounds that harken back to the 1980s, you know, late 70s and um it's still a big thing. And I guess, you know, the people right now that are in that age bracket, as you were referring to earlier, you know, 
uh, are having, you know, they, they are the ones that maybe tend to have the more disposable income, you know, third, those in the thirties and forties and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, these companies know, know how to market to us. They know what we like, they know what we remember. And I think that's the bigger thing is it's not so much what we like. It's what we grew up with. It's what we remember from when we were kids and very, right. um, impressionable <laughs> and, yeah. um, yeah, they're just, they got their hooks in us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're doing a bang-up job with it, too, if you're, uh, you know, as I said before, a sucker like me. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, like, all of these lines I'm I'm grown immediately attached to, um, clamoring, salivating over, over them. I just got my real Ghostbusters today from Walmart, which, you know, that was an adventure a few months ago. And then the delay at yeah. the beginning of June, which, you know, of course the delay, but... I mean, I was just like, oh, when do they come? And here they are, and they are pristine, and they are beautiful, and they are in their package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about Ghostbusters and, you know, all these different lines that have recently come about and have come about in the last, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years that, you know, I mean, they, they, they started it very early on, and I think that's something that, it, it's something we haven't really seen before. I think every now and then you have a little bit of a resurgence of earlier time periods. I kind of recall um, when I was like in middle school, like in the late 90s, um, they, uh, I remember like the 1970s kind of had a little bit of a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I remember people There's wearing bell bottoms. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think every now and then you see a little bit of that but it tends to usually be in fashion the way that we're seeing it now on the level we're seeing it now so um yeah it's it's just huge in every form like i was saying music movies um you know tv shows um coke new coke came back last summer um for a little bit so (laughs) um i bought i bought one of those that was one of the stranger things times and i think it came out in 85 so so i wouldn't have been able to to have enjoyed it back then so for me i got to taste that for the first time yeah i was never a big coke fan so i'm certain i had it when i was a kid but i, I never liked coke or, i'm not a cola person oh um, man so yeah and then we're seeing it like things in ecto cooler back when uh you know ghostbusters in 2016 was released right. um you know ecto cooler was brought back and a lot of us you know that was hard to get like people were yeah. really into you know buying that it was sold out for a while and um you know and then they stopped selling is it's it's like some of these things they just bring back every now and then because you know either people are a little bit older and you know they want to you know double triple quadruple dip onto them Mm -hmm. or maybe it's somebody that you know hasn't like i was talking about with the the new coke like something that you know something somebody knows about it but they didn't have the opportunity to really experience it so for them it's like oh you know, now I get to experience this thing that, you know, happened before I was born. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy the way that, you know, these companies really, you know, own in on our nostalgia. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember when I was growing up, there was a lot of like love for the 60s and 70s and stuff like that. So the, the fact that we're still in the 80s, moving into the 90s, it feels like in nostalgic kind of things now, this sort of, sort of tracks with the uh, timeline. But um, it's it's interesting because of the the big all the big brands that we're now you know for better or worse stuck with um all really came about in the 80s right um like before that you didn't have the 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 toy lines that really dominated pop culture in the way that once you know star wars and he-man and ghostbusters and turtles and thunder all all these things came out in the, the 80s before that they're it wasn't quite the same thing. So that's why I don't think back then we would get 
quite as big of a nostalgia dump on on those sorts of things. Whereas music was, of course, a very big. Everyone, you know, wanted to listen to the music of the '70s back when I was in, you know, high school in the '90s. <laughs> um, and you know, in fairness, they they still do because it's great stuff. But you know, during the '80s, that's when all the big pop culture things came about. That now they just keep getting rinsed and repeated and recycled forever. And given that I grew up in the '80s, I I, I like that sort of thing. That makes me awfully uh-huh. happy. It, I do question the value of that on modern culture and kids today, like. What's their what's their what's their toy line? Is it just Star Wars and He Man again? Um, is that good? Is that bad? I, I don't know, but I know it tickles my yeah. fancy. Yeah, well, some of those lines have been available nonstop basically since those days. You know, Star Wars came back in '95. Right. Um, Ninja Turtles have gone on ever since basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, never stopped. Yeah, they never stopped. So I mean, some of these things have just gone on. Yeah, Transformers. Um, so some of these things have gone on for such a long time and, you know, they're selecting, you know, specific things that, that, uh, are part of the genesis of those toy lines and they're bringing mm-hmm. those back for, for new, yeah. for new audiences and for the older audiences that grew up with that stuff and want to experience that, you know, on some level once again, you know, because of the memories and, you know, I mean, I'm sure you remember, you have toys in your collection where you remember, oh, I remember when I got that, I was this year's old, I bought it at this store, my mom bought this Mm -hmm. for me, my grandmother bought this for me. So, you know, we all have that, a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the appeal of these sorts of things is. It's, it's, sometimes it's just that very specific memory of, of being handed the figure in the package, unwrapping the Christmas present, and there's the thing in the package before you tore it out and, and played with it. It's that, it's that like b- brief moment. It's walking into the, the Toys R Us and seeing the rack of these things back when they would, you know, the toy aisle would be dominated by one or two, you know, figure lines. Um, and they'd take the entire, entire section. Um, it's that feeling. That's the thing that, I'm personally really attached to. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, one of the things when we think back about these, when we think back to these things that are being marketed towards us again, is that, you know, we associate them obviously with, you know, being a child. When we think of toys, what do we think about? Like not so much maybe the toys we collect now as adults. When we when you think about being a kid and playing with toys, what is the feeling that you have? Fun. It's just the fun of it. Exactly. When you think back, um, when, when I think back to like Ecto Cooler and that coming back on the market in 2016, what did I think about? Well, I thought about sitting in front of the television, you know, at age three or four years old, drinking an Ecto Cooler and watching the real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all about the happiness, you know, remembering the fun that you had playing with those toys or enjoying that product, the memories that you associate it. I think in a recent episode, I was talking about, you know, the Kenner Jurassic Park Red T-Rex or it was in a live stream or something. But I remember waking up on Christmas morning and my grandmother had bought that for me. So it's it's something I still have. And it's 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 an, it's an amazing piece in and of itself. But it's something that I obviously wouldn't care for quite as much if I didn't have that memory to associate with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the good memories. You know, a, a lot of us have tough times in our childhoods. I certainly did. I was bullied a lot in elementary school and had a really hard time. But outside of that, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I had my toys. I had the TV Mm -hmm. shows that I enjoyed. I had my routines of Saturday morning cartoons and, you know, all this fun stuff that just isn't around anymore, you know. And um, yeah, so you're right. It's the fun of it. It's the happiness, you know. So 
you know, why wouldn't we be interested in retro toys coming back or, you know, retro music or, you know, beverages? I mean, it, why wouldn't we? It's, it's, it's obvious that these companies are aware and uh, it's obvious that, you know, we have an affinity for it. They're directly marketed towards us and it's working. Yeah. And it's working. And, and a lot of bystanders too. I see a lot of, I mean, maybe not as many, but I have seen like, you know, some younger people too being like, oh, what's this? Uh, Ecto cooler? That sounds cool. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? What, what These Ninja Turtles, uh, I, uh, I never had these, but, you know, they're cool. Look at these parts trees that they come with for their weapons. <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> stuff like that. That's kind of weird. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's alluring to, to even people that maybe didn't experience it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the, the retro Star Wars lines, you know, we'll talk about them in a bit. But, um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't around to collect the vintage line like you were. So, um yeah, so for me, it's just, you know, I, I've loved Star Wars and I've loved the Star Wars toy line since I was a kid, even though I missed out on those early ones. So by default, I feel like, you know, those are intriguing to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I find it interesting that you you are as intrigued by those vintage style ret- retro collection ones as I am, given that, yeah, you weren't you don't have those same memories associated with it. I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, that I said, I imagine. I imagine some of your uh, your first Star Wars figures were those original Power of the Force ones, right? Power of the Force 2? Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's, I think it's just like I said, I think it's, you know, because I've loved Star Wars for so long and Star Wars toys, I think by extension, you know, that's just kind of something that comes with the territory. It's like, oh, these are cool. This is the genesis of it all. I think you have to appreciate on some level the history of the whole thing that you love mm-hmm. and kind of understand, you know, where it began. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, by, by default, you're kind of going to gravitate towards that as well. And I, I, that's my reasoning for it. I think that's yeah. why I enjoy those so much. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk toys, Tom. Let's get into specifics here. So, um, speaking of star Wars, the power of the force too. Um, I don't know that this was the exact like first time that retro was dipped into, but, uh, when the Power of the Force 2 line came out, um, Has- Kenner slash Hasbro produced this um, set. So it was like a kind of a throwback set that had, uh, and as I recall, they weren't the like exact vintage figures uh, for Star Wars. They were kind of like re, kind of like with, with the new figures, they were kind of like re-sculpts or they were cast from the old figures because right. the sizes were a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so was this in your memory as far as, you know, just off the top of our heads, is that kind of the first thing you remember as well? Yeah, certainly out of the most of the modern toy lines, um, as you said, there was probably something else at some point. Um, but I remember that that four pack. I almost wonder if it was a Toys R Us exclusive too, and it had like Luke Skywalker, uh, the farm boy Luke with the yellow lightsaber. It had Darth Vader. Um, I don't remember who else it came with. Maybe Chewbacca and Han. Um, I couldn't tell you that, but yeah, I think that yeah. was the first one that like felt very much like oh we're we're doing a recreation of of the original toys and i debated getting it because as a kid i didn't have uh farm boy luke i only had Mm -hmm. um jedi knight luke and luke stormtrooper so yeah i con i contemplated buying that though i didn't yeah so it was called the classic edition four pack power of the force 1995 toys r us exclusive like you said uh retailed for 19.99 and included han solo Chewbacca, Darth Vader, and Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay, I got it right. Nineteen ninety nine for four whole figures. <laughs> not these days. <laughs> yeah, not these days for sure. Um, so yeah, so that I never saw that because I mean, I, I you know back then we I didn't have Toys R Us in my hometown. We still don't, but mm-hmm. 
you know, the nearest one I think was like a half hour away. And, you know, we rarely ever went there. It was very rare that we went Mm -hmm. to Toys R Us, you know, or or went to another nearby town to go to Toys R Us, you know. That was us too. I mean, yeah. So my parents had business or something they needed to go do there, you know, maybe. But other than that, you know, we were never going to just go, you know, I mean, that's... When I was an adult, sure, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, I would drive a half hour to just go to Toys R Us. Yeah. But uh, yeah, haven't done that. You know, as a kid, that wasn't something that we did. But Oh, oh yeah. When I was a kid, um, I moved to Vermont from Connecticut. And basically, the only one that we had was in Connecticut. So three and a half hours away. Um, when I visit my grandparents, I'd get to go to the Toys R Us there. And eventually, they put one into Burlington, Vermont, which was still two hours away. So a very rare occurrence. But a very special, exciting occurrence. You know, it's funny. I was just talking to my husband the other day. Uh, do you remember the band of animatronic characters, the Rock of Fire Explosion? No, not at all. Okay, so there was a, a chain of, or rather, multiple chains of um, pizza restaurants. One of them was a place called Showbiz Pizza, and it was a place that you know we didn't have. My husband had it uh, near his hometown when he was a kid, and so basically, the Rock of Fire Explosion was this band of animatronic characters that were created by a creative entertainment company based in Orlando, Florida. And they were basically like a band of different animals. There was like the gorilla, the bear, a mouse, you know, just different, different animals that, you know, would, would all participate in this band and they would sing like cover versions of popular songs. Um, in our hometown, it was actually in one of the, the towns nearby that had Toys R Us. So, you know, I, I know this doesn't really relate to toys in any way, but um, this band was at a place called uh, Fun Time Pizza. And the one we only went one time, we had to beg our parents to go there. And it was like, it was, you know, like a half hour away. So, uh, you know, they took us, but, you know, it was on a day where they also had other things to do. So just kind of drive that point, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't really go out of town to do things like this, you know, very often. Um you know, it had to be for special occasions like like that bit, which, by the way, remind me to send you a video of these guys when we're done. Cause yeah, um, I've, you'll get I've, a kick I've, out of this. I've certainly seen like animatronic animal bands and stuff like that. So I wonder if it is all just kind of kind of the same thing. Um, those are those are very neat. Um, I dig those kind of things. Yeah, I just saw the commercial for this place uh, on YouTube. Somebody had found the commercial and I was like, yep, that's totally it. That's totally the music I remember. That's totally what drove, you know, me and my siblings to beg our parents to take us to fun time pizza. And (laughs) uh, spoiler alert, once we got there, I wasn't as impressed with it as I was in the commercials. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's fair. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's a good memory, though. So in the end, it's worth it. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good memory. It's a good story. It's a fun thing to go back and look up on the internet and reminisce about. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, and for some reason, I tend to remember like a lot more than my siblings do, except for for some reason. So, Hmm. uh, at least long term memory, short term memory, that's another story. But um, (laughs) yeah, so okay, so after that, um, you want to talk a little bit about what came after this classic edition four pack and maybe a different toy line? Yeah, so. In the early 2000s, they created a new Masters of the Universe TV series for Cartoon Network, which is now called the 2000X series. Um, Because it was, you know, like 2002, 2003, something like that. Uh, Mike Young Productions. It was very, very good. It only lasted two seasons. Um, But if you've not checked it out, I highly recommend it. It's really neat. Um, But they released the whole set. It was like 
10, at least 10 figures, it might have even been more, of what they called the Masters of the Universe commemorative series, um, where it was straight up reproductions of the original action figures in their original packaging. Um, they had, you know, He-Man, Skeletor, Bat uh, uh, Beast Man, Triclops, uh, Tila, Man-at-Arms, I think like even Stratos and Buzz-Off, um, Trapjaw, like a lot of the characters. They even got up to having like variants of um, He-Man and Skeletor with their battle armor. And even these uh -huh. commemorative ones now these days can go for a, a decent amount of change. Uh -huh. um, I didn't buy those at the time because I was an adult. Oops. Um, <laughs> but that was really neat. But that was a similar sort of thing where they were trying to tap back into, you know, the 80s, a little bit of the 80s nostalgia. Um, and I thought that was really neat. I've got a friend in Vermont who's uh, got the whole set. Um yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's a really cool thing to do. So that was the second time. That was the first time I think I saw it where they recreated the original figures and straight up also recreated the card art, like the exact uh -huh. same thing. Um, there's, I'm certain there's, there's little differences so you can tell. And they also would come in like a, almost like a clamshell around the package as well uh -huh. if you wanted to keep it in that. But um. I think that was the first time that they did something that was that much of a direct, direct copy off the original one. At least <laughs> that I, at least that I'm aware of. Nice. So, what year did you say this was? This was probably 2002 or 2003. Okay, and like you said earlier too, the like Masters of the Universe is kind of it's come and go, hasn't it? Like even during that time frame earlier on. Yeah, it's it's one of those properties that's always very niche. Um, it didn't quite stick around in the way that a Star Wars or Transformers have. Um, they uh, so they came out with a new cartoon series and a new toy line as well, which were pretty neat figures. Um, but it didn't it didn't really catch on, so it didn't stick around. Um, Masters of the Universe is now having a weird sort of resurgence which I think is interesting. Um, and I don't really know what the genesis point of that is. They've had a great toy line for over 10 years now called Masters of the Universe Classics. Uh, Super 7 took that over and then started making the original toy line scale and articulation figures based on the Filmation cartoons. Mm -hmm. And now Mattel is coming out with Masters of the Universe Origins, which have modern articulation, but the figure designs are based on the original toys again, and they come on those same, you know, lava burst explosion uh, card backs that the originals did. And it's, uh, you know, they've got, I think, like 10 figures coming out this fall. Um, nice. Most of them are look exactly like the originals. Uh, He-Man and Skeletor, they kind of changed the heads of a little bit, which I'm, I'm bummed about. Um but I'm probably going to get them anyway. <laughs> but uh, of course you are. Yeah, and it's it's well, it's another thing as you said, double dipping. Like, boy, do I do I want to open them? Do I want to have a carded set? I don't really know why I want to open them. I've got the six inch scale classics line, which is really exceptional. But man, there's something about these retro ones that are it's really calling to me. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be a sucker for it, though. Yeah, I think you are, and um, yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's 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 something that these different companies. I think they've kind of slowly figured it out. It seems like until recently, you know, it's just kind of like boom. But 
Um, the one that I remember a lot is is um, kind of the first one that I really went for, you know, in terms of like recreations or reproductions was um, in Playmates back in 2009. Uh, they produced their, tw- their, pa- their Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 25th anniversary line. And basically these were the exact same figures that they had sold mm-hmm. us you know, back in the late eighties, um, of their, uh, their, their, their core, uh, turtles, you know, the turtles, yeah. splinter, shredder, bebop, rocksteady, foot soldier. Um, so oh, wow. they, they did have bebop rockster in the foot soldier. I, I, I wasn't quite certain about that with, cause the modern, we'll get into the modern one in a second, but, uh, that's cool. So you got those. I, yeah, I do have those. I, I never opened them because I never just really found a place to put them. So I still have those. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, some of the cards have kind of started, like the bubbles have started lifting from the cards. So I huh. guess that's just age or I yeah. don't know. But from what I understand, that's happened on some of them. Um, but yeah, so I, I really remember that, though. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I was like, you know, this was a time in my life where, you know, we're talking about what, like 11 years ago where, mm-hmm. you know, I was um, obviously, you know, they were able to capitalize on the fact that I had already bought these, you know, when I was really little. Yeah. Um, and, you know, recognize them and was like, oh, well, I mean, I, I got to have them. What's cooler than buying the same toy <laughs> as an adult that I already bought when I was like super little? I mean, it's weird. It's the psychology. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there should be a study done on people like us. What's <laughs> yeah. cooler than buying the exact same thing you bought as a kid, but now as an adult? I can think of a few things, but I don't think they're going to give me as much happiness as <laughs> those darn turtles I, I don't know man yeah it's like um, you wouldn't you generally speaking you might not buy the same exact anything that you bought 30 years ago would you buy the same like kitchen aid like mixer probably not no there's would, way would too you, many improvements there's way too would you buy the same like like phone that you bought 30 years ago nope no probably don't have a landline maybe nope don't uh, have a landline would you buy the same car no, no, uh, I don't I wouldn't think either. so. Well, I mean, I wasn't driving that long ago, but yeah, but it's it's just these little nuggets of of, of stuff. Um, but you know, the other thing is like these things. There's a massive collector's market for all of these things. The original ones on the card backs that go yeah. for really really pricey amounts amounts, and um, the companies can just sell the same thing to us at a retail normal retail value. Yeah. And, you know, those of us who don't need the original for its real legitimate legitimacy, I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like the real legitimacy of, oh, I've got an original Darth Vader on an Empire Strikes Cat back card from 1980. Um, <laughs> the Empire Strikes Cat. Which I do. <laughs> Did I say Empire Strikes Cat? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I can I can get I can get this this basically a repro instead, and it's an, an official repro rather than uh-huh. just you know someone glued. Uh, yeah. You know, there's some really nice repros out there, but yeah, 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 exactly. And if if you've ever analyzed like the the secondary market values of a lot of these retro toys, like you know, most recently, you know, we'll talk about these in a minute, but um, you know, like you you alluded to earlier, Ghostbusters, um, yep. you know, those are back. And uh, before it was announced in February that the uh, the retro Ghostbusters were returning, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man original figure on card was going for like three to four hundred dollars on eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, once people figured out, oh, that you know, I can get something that's maybe not the exact, obviously, you know, vintage figure, but basically 
for all intents and purposes is the vintage figure. Um, I don't have to spend that much money and, you know, values on that figure have dropped by like close to like half to a third of the value. Well, about half to two thirds of the value of the, uh, listings that were, you know, on eBay earlier this year. So, um, yeah, that seems to be kind of a trend too. I think they know that, you know, companies know that they can reissue. Let's talk about star Wars. They can re they can reissue figures from 10 years ago, you know, from the earlier vintage collection or the legacy collection, and, um, you know, they, they bring down market values for those original releases while they're figuring out they can do the same thing with the uh, vintage figures. Cause you know, there's a market for them out there and they're obviously, uh, capitalizing on that and capitalizing, you know, at the same time on our heartstrings. Yeah. Um, I'm looking up right now cause a couple of years ago when I started getting into these, uh, um, uh, buying some of these things on card to create my own little like old school toy aisle, I looked up like Peter Venkman. And it looks like he still goes for about $450 on card, um, which is interesting. Um, but he's like, he's sort of almost like the Boba Fett, right? Like everyone loves Peter Venkman. Um, so I can see why he might have maintained his value. Like I was never, I was never going to spend $500 on, on one of these things. Um, yeah. But also now I don't have to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I imagine some of the some of the uh, value of they won't they will lose the the original vintage ones on the card lose some of the customers um, to to the new stuff, but at the same time, probably the customers that they're losing were less likely to make the purchase anyway, right? Like I've yeah. got my original Empire Strikes Back mint on card uh, Darth Vader figure. I'm happy I've got that. I I would probably even if I've got the new retro collection one, I would probably seek out a Darth Vader, um, uh-huh. because that that is super important to me. I've got a handful of original Masters of the Universe figures on card, and I'm happy I've got those those ones um, because those were the two the two really big toy lines for me um, as a kid. Yeah. But now I'm also I'm also loving all the the. Re, uh, the, the retro style stuff because then I can get I can get more of them for cheap and it'll look look like a more filled out toy aisle. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, it, it it totally does, and I think you know some people really you know gravitate towards that. I mean, I don't really do it so much. Um, you know, as far as like, I mean, I've always wanted like that huge collection room, and I know we've talked about yeah. this before. Yeah. You know, who doesn't? <laughs> but as I've grown older, like it doesn't really look to me like like it did when i thought about it maybe 20 years ago um it's a little more refined it's a little le- less like cluttered mm-hmm. um you know it's more fo- it, it focuses a little bit more on you know certain things so um but yeah no some people that that we do know you know you and i um you know still really go for that and you know for them having that you know I mean, obviously, you know, that's something that they experienced as kids and they want to recreate that in their homes. So I think that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, the Playmates Turtles. That's uh, I'm glad you got those. I've uh, The San Diego Comic-Con exclusive this year is the set of the four turtles, Splinter and Shredder, once again released on those original card backs. So I managed to score those through Big Bad Toy Store. Um, nice. And I'm very excited to add that to the my weird little 80s fake 80s yeah. carded figure collection yeah um, and 
That's actually the third time that those figures have been brought back because uh, I mentioned in 2009, the 25th anniversary, but maybe like five years ago or so, um, you know, when we still had Toys R Us, womp, womp, Mm -hmm. uh, they they carried the classic collection, which was, you know, the same thing. They brought back those figures and they brought back other other figures that we didn't get in 2009. Um, So it was the same ones, but also like Slash and... um, Oh, you're kidding. Well... And we got, we got, yeah, we got, we, no, I'm not kidding. We got, um, we got, um, Krang in his little, you know, his little machine that, that walks around. Yeah. I hate that. Um, thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we got, he, had, um, he, he had that in like two episodes of the cartoon series and that's always the first Krang that comes out. NECA gave us that stupid Krang too. Give me Krang in his Android body. He's in the Android body you. in every episode of the show. Come on. I Sorry. hear you. I, I agree with that. Even as a kid, I remember seeing, having that toy, you know, and I was like, wait, what? Because, you know, I didn't, obviously, you know, when you're a kid, you don't necessarily watch these, like, you don't catch every episode, you know, like yeah. you do as adults, you know, and you you don't, um, you know, things aren't always like in run in order and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, you know, those 2009 figures weren't 100%. And, and neither are the new ones coming out these days, I don't think, for any of these lines. Maybe Ghostbusters comes closest, but... Um, like in 2009, they actually came with DVDs that had like one or two episodes. Of, oh, wow. Of the that's show. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, I'd, um, I'd love to know all the list of the ones they came out with in 2009. Slash is the best best choice because Slash is literally the Boba Fett of Ninja Turtles. Everybody yeah. loves, loves Slash. I yeah, love Slash. Slash. I, think, I think Slash came out. I think he came out in 2009. I'm not certain. Um, but it was kind of a hard thing to tell because on the card backs, they did show him and they showed other characters too. Hmm. You know what, Tom, let me go grab one real quick because I just yeah. want to see what's on the, on the Oh, back. yes, please. Right over here. Okay. Okay. So, all right. All right so I have here uh, one of the 25th anniversary figures and they didn't all come with DVDs because I have Rocksteady here and he doesn't have a DVD, but uh, on the card back, and I know they didn't all come out, but this is what it shows. So it shows Michelangelo, Donatello, Splinter, Leonardo, Raphael, Casey Jones, April O'Neil. I know from those that Casey Jones did not come out. I know for a fact he did not come out. Hmm. The other ones did. It also shows Bebop slash Shredder with Krang, which was kind of something different for 2009 because that had never been a combination in the Playmates' original days. Huh. Uh, Foot Soldier and Rocksteady. So... Slash, I know I have him, but the one that I have was actually from the classic collection that came out like five years ago at Toys R Us. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I don't know that he came out in 2009. So definitely him possibly. And for sure, Casey Jones were not released in 2009. But right. Slash did come back for classic collection about five years ago. And um, Casey Jones, I don't know if he came out in classic collection or not. I don't remember seeing him. But it wasn't just those. It was actually like a bunch of several others, like even variations on the Turtles came back out for classic collection. Like I think one had a skateboard and some of them had uh-huh. their sports equipment. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good one to have. That's a good one to have. And you know, I'm glad I didn't open it. <laughs> yeah. No, you can get a loose slash for, you know, 15 bucks. So in 2009, they also brought back the, uh, the turtle party wagon. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. They did. And I think it was like 25, $30, something like, like that, maybe I, a little more, I, but I think I remember seeing that in the store. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if I you want to get that, that now, if you want to get that now, it's about $250. Sounds about right. Yep, sounds about right. So the I wouldn't be shocked if... Uh, it was. 
It was, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I wouldn't be shocked I, if uh, Playmates brought that back or brought some of these figures back again at some point. I mean, they should, right? It's just printing money. Um, yeah. Did you know, I didn't know this until somewhat recently, they came out with an alternate version of the party wagon later on that was the Channel 6 news van. Oh, it's wow. blue. It's just a blue version of it, basically. I don't know if there's other differences, but it was the straight up Channel 6 news van. I watched a Pixel Dan video about it, and I was like, oh my <laughs> God, are you kidding me? Like, there's so much Ninja Turtle stuff that I, like, I am still, like, surprised by the existence of some of these characters. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess also Hasbro brought back for a little bit on vintage card backs, and these even preceded Star Wars The Vintage Collection, uh, G.I. Joe, on 25th anniversary card backs. They were brand new figures, super articulated, and, uh, you know, I do remember seeing these, but I was never really into G.I. Joe, but, yeah, so these were offered... Uh, obviously, they're not the vintage figures. They're not like reproductions. They're new figures. Mm. But, uh, you know, why else would they create that retro card back again if not to uh, <laughs> to make money off of people who are, have the originals? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they, uh, they'll they re-release. They'll, they'll just do the, you know, Star Wars retro collection thing except for G.I. Joe's. I would, yeah. I'd be pretty excited to get some of those. Although I imagine the technology to put those together is a little bit more difficult these days. Um, yeah. But I'd, I'd love me a Cobra Commander. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's neat. Um, so, yeah, so for the third time, Playmates is bringing back these Ninja Turtles. You said you got on, in on it uh, for Comic-Con, and they actually come in a new box, right? It's like a, a turtle party wagon style yeah. box. Yeah, it's super cute. I, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll pack, I'll, I'll unfold the box and, uh, and put it flat into a, a nice secure location. Um, I'm, I'm nice. excited to have the, the carded versions of those, those figures. Those are ones that I, I recall buying in the store myself, um, when I was a kid and I don't even think I'd seen the show yet, but a friend of mine had told me about them. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ninja Turtles were great, just weird, such weird, weird things. Endless yeah. amount of imagination going into that toy line. Yeah. And, and Ninja Turtles has really had like a, you know, a renaissance in recent years, you know, in terms of bringing back those classic characters, um, they did. I think it was around that time also, 2000, it might have been like 2012, I believe, where they brought back six, they, they made the original TV characters into six inch figures. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, or actually they were seven inch technically, but. That was Ninja Turtles yeah. classics, right? Yeah, exactly. The classics. Yeah. They were seven inch. And, you know, at the time we were like, oh, these are amazing. But yeah. then, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, SH Figures came out with their own versions, which blew them away right uh and then NECA has been you know really into these like in in the last several years so not just the toon turtles but also the movie turtles so i've got both um, sets of them yeah yeah i'm uh, too. They, they're, they're amazing they're really really cool the movie ones in particular are just my god they really just look like the costumes shrunk down i'm uh i'm super excited for the super shredder when that comes out too yeah, it's. Did, did you see the link to it? Somebody, I think Toysha has posted the link to it mm-hmm. yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've got I've got it saved, and I've got a, a alert me when it's available thing. You know, <laughs> who knows if that'll work out for me? Yeah, but, uh, that never works for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm really excited. I loved Super Shredder as a kid. Um, the original action figure on that was so weird because he was like squat and really small. Yeah. Um, but he was just so cool looking. Um, and you've seen that Super Seven is making their own line of. Ninja Turtle figures, which are based off of the original toys. So not the movies, not the tunes, but the toy line ones. Um, yeah. 
those and they've they're they've picked some crazy characters to to start with. They've already got um Mutagen Man in the mix. Baxter Stockman looks amazing. Um Yeah, they're only like releasing one turtle per wave. So wow. it's not just like, oh, it's the four turtles again. It's like, nah, there's Yeah, yeah. All sorts of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's cool stuff. Um I just uh I went to Target. When did I go? I went to Target on Monday. Uh, or no, I went to Target last week and they had, uh, I was surprised to find Bebop and Rocksteady for the first time in person. Oh. Yeah, so no, Ninja Turtles has been huge. So I think it was about three years ago, you know, Bandai, you know, as they still held on to the uh, the license for for Power Rangers, uh, they uh, they actually started re-releasing, uh, it was, it, they called it the Legacy uh, Collection and they had, who doesn't call it that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they had... The same figures. Do you, I don't know. If, I know you didn't really collect Ninja Turtle, or I know you didn't really collect Power Rangers. But do you remember uh, that they used to have those really bulky Power Ranger figures that had like the human head, and then it would flip up to reveal the masthead? I think I've probably seen pictures of it, or like an advertisement or something. Power Rangers, right when they hit, was right when I got away from uh, you know kids shows and kids toys and stuff like that it hit at that exact moment so my knowledge of power rangers is really limited <laughs> right on i mean yeah. my wife my uh, wife yeah. loves them nice yeah i uh I-, I watched maybe the first couple seasons but after that it got really weird right it was like like power rangers in space and mm-hmm. power rangers you know i don't know all kinds of weird stuff that came after that so i kind of like grew out of it but um uh, you know, I still had some of the toys back then, and that was one figure that I had. I had one of the figures, and it had that the pop up human and pop up masthead. So, oh, cool. Um, so anyway, Bandai brought this back, I think, for their 25th anniversary of of uh, Power Rangers toys, mm-hmm. and uh, they they didn't get to around to releasing all the the Rangers. I think we got maybe, let's see, we only got a handful of them. We they didn't get around to doing all of them. I don't think they ever did the Yellow Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they or the black one oh or no, they did the black ranger. I think maybe yeah, maybe it was just the yellow ranger we didn't get, but um they actually the way they packaged these was pretty awesome. So it was the carded figure uh inside of a larger like window box. Okay. So you didn't have to worry about the cards coming in damaged, you know, maybe the outer box might have had a little bit of imperfection, but generally when I saw these in stores, even that outer box looked really good. So hmm. That was a really nice way to do it. They did mark them up a little bit, but mm. I don't know. I think a lot of collectors would be okay with that if, if uh, some of these other, com- you know, Hasbro maybe wanted to offer like window boxes on retro collection or something so that oh, they totally. could protect the figures. I mean, I'd pay a few dollars more for that. But yeah, sure. It beats having to buy the figure over and over and over online hoping that one comes in okay. Yep. I'm hoping my Hoth Han that arrives tomorrow is in better shape than the first one. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, uh, Hasbro did this in, in 2004 when they brought back the vintage original trilogy collection. This was the very first time right. that they, they brought back to the mainstream the, the Kenner packaging mm-hmm. uh, in the modern toy line. And they had clamshells to protect them. And, you know, you never had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got I've got some of those ones and I took the clamshells off of them so that I can have them in there. You know, the normal card back sort of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's a smart way of doing it. But yeah, you know, anything that adds cost these days is uh, trickier to do. Um, but yeah, a window yeah. box would be fine. I imagine that would that would work great. 
Yeah. And, you know, obviously you have the option of opening that window box and pulling out the carded figure and just right. displaying that. So, yeah, uh, that was a neat thing. They got, they also got around to like, you know, remaking a lot of the original stuff, like the the accessories and the, 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 the weapons and some of the Zords, like, you know, updating them to modern, you know, standards, basically. So mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty cool. Their legacy collection. I, I do want to just give a shout out to Transformers. Uh, which I'm I'm not not I'm not a, I've never been a big Transformers fan. Very casual at, at most on that. I've got my uh, free uh, Toy Fair swag bag Megatron here. Although in fairness, I was going to buy Megatron anyway, um, so I lucked out there. Um, but they've been doing retro collection stuff that I think is also a Walmart exclusive. It's the original guys again, and basically their original packages. And you know <laughs> that's another one I've, I've looked at, and I've, I've been tempted. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So Transformers has done as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was never really huge on Transformers. In fact, I think right now I only have one Transformers product in my collection. What's that? And, uh, that is the, uh, the Ecto one that recently came out, oh, uh, that, cool. ta- yeah, that transforms into a, I don't know. What does it transform into a robot? A robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you a robot of some sort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, Star Wars has been at this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned that 1995 set, uh, and then they also, you know, brought back the vintage or you know the the vintage original trilogy collection in 2004. That came out for that that fall, and then it was you know put on ice for a couple years. They brought it back as vintage the Saga collection, right? Uh, released you know more figures, and then they came, more came out in, like fall 2007. It wasn't until 2010 that the vintage collection came out and uh obviously this has been like the one star wars toy line that is most resonated with longtime star wars toy collectors yeah not only do you have that classic timeless retro packaging but you also have you know an updated figure that is more in line with modern standards at least you know in 2010 that was absolutely true every year that these toys come out that's true even though you know we look at this line in 2020 and maybe some of those earlier figures you know weren't up to par or aren't up to par at this point in time. But that's the thing with vintage is that it's always evolving with, uh, you know, whatever the more modern thing is like yeah. photo reel, updated joints, things like that. Sculpts. Well, so. Yeah. And even then the photo reel stuff on the three and three quarter figures is sort of hit or miss. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen some that are really great. And uh, like, I just got the general Lando um, and man, like, the photo photo reel on that is spectacular, um, but I think I've seen like a Luke Skywalker that was little little. I'll stick with the old artistic license version. I think, um, <laughs> not so with the Black series, of course. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Hasbro's been it's been a smart decision to do is keep those things around, and then they they ditched it after a few years, um, when the when they decided to do the big Phantom Menace re release. And they cut all the articulation out of the figures, um, knocked them back to uh, 5.5 POA, um, released a bunch of Phantom Menace stuff that never sold. Right. And uh, that was the beginning of the end. It was. <laughs> the totally golden was. age of, of Star Wars collecting had, had come to a conclusion. So it is worth mentioning that alongside the vintage collection in 2010, they were still producing like another line of... Um, you know, like modern Star Wars toys, it was like Shadows of the Dark Side, like in 2010, 20 yeah. to 2012 or something. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, when Phantom Menace came out, they did, re, you know, do the packaging. It was like movie heroes. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of them had, some of them were, were you know, really good, really articulated. And, um, you know, some of them were just like repacks, right? But yeah. uh, there, mm-hmm. were, there were figures that were, you know, not quite up to vintage collection standards at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was just like a huge thing. And when Phantom Menace came out in 3D in 2012, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, they yeah, wanted it to be a huge thing. They wanted it to be a huge thing. Yeah. They wanted to recreate 1999 for who knows why. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they brought back vintage collection had some, and you know, great figures. It's just that they, they slammed the market with them. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, same thing with that other movie heroes assortment, you know, they just like Ugh. bombarded the toy, the stores with them and it took forever for them to clear out of them. And that's ultimately what, what ended, you know, the golden age of modern star Wars toys. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was a nail in a coffin right there. Um, while I stay excited about some of those Phantom Menace products that they came out with, in particular, like the 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 giant brown slug MTT, um, which yeah, man, did I did I poo poo when they announced that? But owning it, what a what a cool what a cool vehicle. Um, yeah, the the overwhelming public was not not quite as see it again for the first time for the Phantom Menace. Um, I saw that in the cinema in Times Square with six other people opening weekend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was a great 3D experience, though. Yeah, no, totally. Um, It was, and it's just a bummer that the rest of them didn't get released properly. (sighs) Is it a bummer? I don't know. (laughs) For me, it was, because, you know, 3D, you know, go, go back in time a little bit. I think, like late early to late 2000s like 2009 that's kind of when 3d started coming back right and it was kind of a big thing for like for like five or seven years like yeah you know every movie that came out like well you know not like romantic comedies and stuff like any other movie that came out was like available in regular or in 3d and they did that for a long time and even now some films are are still coming out in 3d oh yeah but um it was huge for a little while like people wanted to see movies in 3d and, I don't. Um, I, I don't know if people wanted to see movies in 3D or if studios wanted to charge you the extra money for the 3D. Um, I, I I question whether the public demand for it was there. Um, well, if if they were going to see them in 3D, then they I would say they wanted it too. Sometimes theaters would only offer 3D, or they would only offer the 2D screening of the movie in like two times and like eight times in the 3D. I know that huh. was the case around here for quite a while until like our local cinema figured out people didn't want to see the 3D stuff and then they just switched it and then they just basically don't even do 3D anymore. Um, but maybe that's just my neighborhood. I'll say yeah, this. While I don't think I was ever really craving watching the original Star Wars trilogy in 3D, I would have loved to see Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith in 3D. Those, like, yeah. I really felt... I really did like watching The Phantom Menace in 3D. I like watching The Phantom Menace anyway, warts and all. Um, but in 3D, it was—it really felt like they did a good job with it. And I, I think the two prequels could have really, really benefited from it. I saw The Force yeah. Awakens for the first time in 3D. Thankfully, that was, I think, the last time I saw something in 3D. Yeah. Did The Rise of Skywalker come out in 3D? I, I have no idea. At that, oh, point, at, that, at that point, our cinema didn't offer in 3D anymore. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even remember. And this was even that. Like I told you, short-term memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So no, no. I did see Force Awakens in 3D. I saw uh, Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One. I think I saw Rogue. Solo in 3D also. Rogue One 
we saw in 2D um, at our, our place right down the street, because at that point, they after The Force Awakens, they, they kind of like, they switched. That was the one where at first you had to see it in 3D. And by the end of its run, it was mostly just 2D and the 3D kind of got shoved aside. So we saw Rogue One for the first time there in 2D. The following day, we went to Union Square in Manhattan and we watched the 4D experience of Rogue One because we liked the movie that much, which is, have you ever heard of this thing? No. You sit in like a fancy chair. It's a big 3D experience thing. And the chair will like blow air past your ear when like laser bolts are coming or when people are getting like you know, shot, it'll like kick you in the back very slightly in the chair. Yeah. The chair will shake around, mist will come down on you. There's extra lights that flash around and huh. really, really neat. Yeah. <laughs> I've done something similar. It wasn't it wasn't quite that, but um there was a theater here and I think it's still there, but I don't I don't I think it's still there. This was a while back. It was when the Dark Knight Rises came out in twenty twelve, mm. but mm-hmm. they had an experience called D Box. Mm. And uh, it was something you would, you, it was like, you know, you had to pay a little bit more, but they have like several of them like right smack dab in the middle of the auditorium. Yeah. Um, you would sit in them and they were kind of like, right, like they were a little higher off the ground. Like my legs weren't even touching the, I mean, not that they always touch the floor anyway, but mm-hmm. um, they couldn't reach the floor in these things. And yeah, so it, it's kind of synced with the screen. So, yeah. you know, as the, as, yeah, like you were saying, like if Batman like threw a punch or got punched in the back, you know, the chair would feel it. Yep. And then Same you know, kind of thing. move around. Yeah, it like kind of move around with the bat pod or whatever, like, you know, just mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but I don't remember the lights or the or the air effects. So that sounds like that's actually a little bit better. It was it was it was really really neat. It was really fun. Um highly recommended if you see if you see that experience uh available anywhere and you go see one of these big, you know, if you go see whatever the next thing Marvel puts out or uh you know, in 10 years when they finally make another Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah yeah totally but um not that i did it but uh i don't know if dbox is still around or not but probably not the best idea to watch like a, a heavy action film uh while you're eating popcorn and drinking you know a beverage or something while that's <laughs> happening so of course of course anyway anyway yeah so uh you know it was a huge thing star wars uh, brought back the the vintage collection um in 2018 and uh you know collectors and you know longtime fans you know something that they've been asking for for a long time and you know i don't think this is the right time to talk about uh you know the results of those initial couple waves we all know you know what that was those of us who are collecting it um but yeah so it's gone on basically from then to now and you know there's not a whole lot to buy right this moment but um Mm -hmm. you know it's still there um but last year uh, Hasbro introduced the Retro Collection. So the Retro Collection, uh, tell us a little bit about what the Retro Collection is. There's there's straight up the original figures, basically. They're like, I don't think they're really resculpted, or maybe they're like digitally scanned in and then tweaked slightly because they're not exactly the same. But to, to a, a general layman's eye, I would say they're the exact same figures as the original ones on the original card backs. Um, and the card backs have like printed on little wear and tear um, to suggest that it's old, which honestly I really dig for for that. I, I don't yeah. want it for any of my other retro things. No He-Man's, Ghostbusters, or Turtles with that. But for the Star Wars, for whatever reason, I really dig it. Um, yeah, and they're they're very fun. They're really neat. I've yeah. got my set. And I'm looking at it right now. 
Yeah, I think you're you're unique in that line of thinking because most people that I've spoken with that buy a retro collection aren't a fan of the the you know the fake weathering around the edges and. I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I know, I'm glad that you like it because, you know, that's, you know, I mean, it's it's cool when people like things, right? But um, for me, I don't know. It's just like, it's obviously, you know, the retro collection. It's not, you can't really pass it off as, as like an original vintage figure. You oh, know? no. I mean, you just look at the back, you look at the date stamp or whatever. Yeah. But I the, mean. The bubbles are completely different. Yeah, that, that, you know, the bubbles are different. So, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like they needed to weather them. So that, that. I don't really, and especially on the Empire figures that came out this year, like they even went a little bit heavier on it. And I was like, no. <laughs> so, but you know, Fair enough. I mean, it is, it is what it is, but you know, so the, the first wave that came out last year was a huge success. It was exclusive to Target. Target could not keep them in stock. I never once saw them. And some weeks I'm, I'm at Target when we're not during a, when, when, when it's not a pandemic anyway. Yeah. I'm at Target up to like five times a week, you know, to try and find toys. And um, I never saw them. Thankfully, Entertainment Earth picked them up. Dorkside Toys, Big Bad Toy Store, all those fan channels yeah. picked them up. And uh, through Entertainment Earth, I ordered a couple of cases. You know, I got a case to open up. I got a case to to put on the wall in their mm-hmm. figure shield clamshells. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're there right now and they look awesome. But uh, this year... This year, they're they're at Walmart as their exclusive. There have been no announcements. And according to Hasbro, when we've asked them plans to bring them back uh, as a fan channel ex- exclusives as well. So uh, well, I, I think we've talked do. about, I hope they do too, but I think we've talked about before how this has gone so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I've got lucky with mine. I only got one that looked like it had been uh, folded in half six or seven times before being stuffed Ugh. into a soft envelope. The other ones came pr- pretty okay. You know, little, little dings here and there. Which, you know, as we've discussed, I don't mind the, the little dings too much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I ordered a whole set of them, and each one came in a separate box and a separate package. Like, over, it's just, it's just strange. It's very weird. Of course, these things also came to us during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, yeah. you know, it's a much, much more stressful period of time for all the, the poor folks uh who are you know packaging sure. them up? It just it just struck me as a little odd. Um, Walmart, pay 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 your people more so that they put a little more care into these. Please pay them. Yeah, more. or or if you're going to carry an exclusive, you know, handle it properly. I mean, I think what they needed was you know some guidance that came down from you know the the buyer level or the or the marketing or corporate level um, that kind of dictated. Okay, this is our exclusive. You know, the packaging is part of the product. Right. Um, you know, let's, 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 uh, for these products, you know, make sure that, you know, maybe when they scan the item before they ship it, <laughs> you know, something comes up on their, their, their handheld, you know, machine or whatever, you know, whatever they use, whatever tool they use, whenever they scan it, it shows, oh, this needs to be like, in a in a special box or, you know, something. Yeah. Um, just like just like at uh, Target, they have anytime. This was a big problem for pe- for Funko Pop collectors. So I, I don't collect Funko Pops really, but I have a few. Um, but because they're awful. Complained, well, yeah, but people <laughs> complained about about the way they were arriving. So now anytime you order uh, from Target, like something from Funko, it comes double boxed. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so I know that costs them more and, you know, they're not making any money off of it, but they're handling it right. You know, if it's their exclusive product. Um, you know, I'll, they're going to, it's I'll, not going to come damaged. I'll, I'll, I'll pay Walmart a few more bucks to ensure the same sort of thing. 
I will too. Or like we were saying, you know, just put them in a clamshell. You know, clamshell is going to cost them pennies on a dollar to produce. Right. Um, you know, throw them in a clamshell and, uh, you know, we'll all be better off for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are fun figures, though, and uh, I, I can't wait to see what the next set they come out with is. I hope they don't wait yeah. until 2023 for the uh, anniversary of Return of the Jedi. I hope we just get another set next year. I don't, yeah, I think we'll get one next year. Yeah. Um, because last year, last year it was Star Wars, and it wasn't like a special anniversary. So. True. Um, yeah, and I know we talked about this like you know previously, like what figures we'd want to see from Return of the Jedi. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we we just talked about it over chat, right? We want yeah. Jedi Luke, trench coat Han. Uh-huh. That's going to be tricky though with the soft goods. Um, uh, no, well, didn't they, they made him in the retro line, didn't they? Like, like you mean like like the same figure from the old days, right? Yeah, but with the soft goods these days, I don't know if they'd be able to put it out there at the same price point. Hmm. Um. Same thing with like you know we want uh, we want R two and C three PO right we don't yeah, have those yeah we mentioned those too yeah we mentioned yeah. them but you, can you do the vac metal anymore I don't know doesn't look like it these days it's kind of strange I don't know yeah. yeah well let's suppose that they can what other what other uh, character so that's so we're at what we're at f- five right f- now that would be four right uh, Jedi Luke trench coat Han three PO and R two D two okay I want the Emperor. We want the emperor. There was another one that that I think you mentioned too that I'd really love to see. Is this a re-release? Yeah. Oh, what was it? I'll give you a hint. Jabba's palace. Oh, Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I'd love. I love Bib Fortuna. <laughs> I love him Me too. so much. I, yeah. You know, I think. Um, I feel like we're, we're missing Leia, so maybe maybe Leia could be like the all-new figure that they do for Return of the Jedi. Maybe we can get Slave Leia in a vintage figure form. I would love that so much. I've, I've always, like, since I was a kid, I wanted that figure. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, you know, you got your Jabba's Palace scene, you need to have Slave Leia in there, you know, choking him out. Um, Sorry, Hut Slayer Leia. Hut Slayer, sure, Hut Slayer, Hut Slayer Leia. Um, yeah, that I would I would love that. That's you know, when it when it comes to what the original figures were released and which ones like in what order do I want additional ones? The first one out of all the figures would be Hut Slayer Leia. The second one would be Grand Moff Tarkin and we've got Tarkin now. Yeah, uh, I could come right. up with a bunch of other ones off the top of my head easily, but those two are so key. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, and I know we're, this is kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent, but have you ever thought about how The Empire Strikes Back isn't the most toyetic Star Wars movie, like, at all? Yeah, it's really weird, right? It's like, yeah. you know, they, the, the new figure they released for that, it's X-Wing pilot Luke, but he's got a banana visor on and uh, he's got gloves. Now it's Snowspeeder Luke. I, I Like, I don't want that one. Um, yeah, it's... Because as a I kid, mean, I wouldn't have, there would have been no reason for me to get that when I've already got the other Luke in a pilot outfit. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, can you think about A New Hope? You got the cantina, you got everything on Tatooine, right? The yeah. Tuscans, the mm-hmm. Jawas, you know, all the, the rebel pilots, you got the Death Star, the Stormtroopers, all that. You know, Return yeah. of the Jedi, you got Jabba's Palace, you got Endor, you got the Ewoks, you mm-hmm. got lots of fun stuff. But then in The Empire Strikes Back, I mean, you basically just got people. We've got it all. People. 
Yeah. You got it all. You got people. You got Yoda. I mean, you have Yoda, maybe yeah. the Ugnaughts, but I mean, that's about it as far as aliens go. Yeah, but I mean, they came out with Ugnaughts, so we've got them. Um, yeah. And they had the, the six amazing bounty hunters, and they gave us the six that's amazing true. bounty that's hunters. That's true. That's true. The bounty hunters, yeah. Yeah, but you know, we've got them. Yeah, there's not, there's not a thing from The Empire Strikes Back that I'm like, oh, I wish they would give me that in the exactly. retro collection style. Um, or no. even in the vintage collection, we pretty much have, I mean, we need updates, obviously, of like Lander, right? But we yeah. pretty much have everything else. <laughs> that we need from that movie yeah mm-hmm. i don't want to buy another hoth luke or hoth han i have nah. plenty of those yeah i i, I i'm i'm done i'm done buying luke's <laughs> and, and as much as i love hoth like i love the whole sequence and everything like i don't feel like those figures are the most interesting no i they're uh, yeah yeah they're cool it's it's i'm happy to have the ones that i've got but it's basically i've got hoth soldier hoth general and then the, the three main characters in Hoth outfits. That's that's all I need. I don't even yeah. have the Hoth Rebel Soldier in... Uh, I don't have the Vintage Collection one, and I don't have the Black Series one. Um, neither of them oh, are man. on my radar. Yeah, I, I just don't oh, care. Man, you, you, need, you need those. Nah. nah. You need those. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway... Uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there, because I know, you know I hear that a lot like about some of the sequels that... You know, they're not the most toyetic. And I, I agree with that. But then you look at, like, The Empire Strikes Back, and it's not it's not so much either. It's just that we have, like, you know, we've known it for so long that, you know, we don't really think about it, I guess. I would actually say that The Empire Strikes Back is super toyetic. It's just that they gave us all the things from it, right? Because huh. you've got, you know, you've got the Snowspeeder. That's new. You've got the Atat and the Scout Walker. Those are new. You've got the, the Six Bounty Hunters. Those are new. Um, Yoda, new. Um, Bespin Cloud Car, Lando, new. Um, I mean, really a good Cloud City playset would be a real big win there. I mean, so that's yeah. that's a decent number of, like, cool new stuff. Sure. Um, okay, well, let, let me reiterate then, Tom. <laughs> uh, the Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars film. I think it's the best Star Wars film, but... Huh? I don't find anything in it to be as fun as Jabba's Palace or no. the Cantina. No, absolutely so. not. No. Or any uh, J- of the Tatooine stuff. Yeah, yeah. J- Jabba's Palace is is my favorite stuff. The reason Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie is because it has Jabba's Palace and the Battle of Endor and the Emperor. All my favorite Emperor, bits of Star Wars yeah. are in Return of the Jedi, even though it's sort of a messy movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, so the big thing this year in terms of retro toy lines, obviously, was Kenner's uh, Real Ghostbusters line coming back for the first time in um, probably the longest expansive time of any of these toy lines we've been talking about because those haven't really been on the market properly uh, in so long. So this year at New York Toy Fair, uh, Hasbro revealed that the Real Ghostbusters, the four original Ghostbuster figures, along with the Green Ghost, a.k.a. Slimer, and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, would be making their debut in the retro collection for Ghostbusters as, uh, wait for it, wait for it. Where are the exclusive? Walmart. That sounded just like, have you ever seen that Nestle commercial with the dog that says chocolate? <laughs> N-E-S-T-L-E-S. <laughs> Nestle makes the very best. Chocolate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Walmart. You sent me all six of my Ghostbusters figures in really good condition, and that made me very happy. That makes me happy to hear. Mine aren't due until 
uh, Friday. I think I'm going to get them. So that whole, the whole thing has been weird. Let's just touch on it real quick. So yeah. you know that these went up for pre-order or they were supposed to go up for pre-order on a certain day in February and that didn't happen. People kept checking. They were upset and like, what's going on? You know, it took a day or two, right? But then they finally yep. went up. Uh, they didn't ship. They started hitting in stores in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they didn't start shipping until this month. But they first started shipping um, the Green Ghost and Stay Puffed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the actual Ghostbusters characters didn't ship themselves until a little bit later. But what happened with this? They they actually threw up new links yeah. for these figures as in stock, as well as the Stay Puffed and the Green Ghost for $5 more at $19.99. Because they were fourteen ninety two before, I think. Yep. And um, those ones shipped. If you, I, I went ahead and bought those as soon as I found out. Thanks to Jurassic Dave ninety three for letting me know about that. I, I was able to, to jump in on those, and then they shipped mm-hmm. like a di- within a day. Those are the so, ones I've got. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have my. I have my original shipment of Green Ghost and Stay Puffed, but my original four Ghostbusters are still delayed. The new ones I got. Yeah, they're they're from the the new links, and they. I think I ordered them on Monday, and today's Wednesday. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, weird. Walmart should not receive any more exclusives. <laughs> they just don't know what they're doing. They don't. Know, I, I, it's a mess. It's really a mess. It's peculiar. And um, it's great that they ship to you in in you know near perfect condition. And uh, I hope that mine come in the same way. I, I haven't had the best luck with the uh, Stay Puffed, mm. so I'm still trying to get a better one. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's interesting, interesting situation. But at the same time, you know, who's going to deny that how awesome it is to see these Ghostbusters figures available again? Yeah, I was I was crazy excited. I was I was crossing my fingers that that would be a reveal at Toy Fair, but it was really like sort of a fool's hope. Um, and then, sure enough, they they revealed them. Um, I think it got leaked the day before. So yeah. But my gosh, yeah, I yeah. And the thing is, the funny thing with the real Ghostbusters. I don't know if subsequent waves would really work out because the the subsequent waves of the Ghostbusters themselves, they started having all these weird action features and stuff, which I don't think stayed quite as popular as uh-huh. the original ones. And the ghosts were not movie ghosts or not cartoon ghosts. They just became weird things, which were real yeah. fun toys to play with as a kid. I, I loved them. But I, I don't have any nostalgic need to get, you know h2o or granny ghost on vintage cards um i think these ones i'm good with i would love it if they did the uh tarkin tarkin thing um where they released some new real ghostbusters toys um on these original cards but had the recurring villains of like boogeyman and sam hain and the sandman from the cartoon series that would be that would tickle my fancy that would be really interesting, and um, I would love that too. I mean, they do yeah. it with Star Wars. Why not with Ghostbusters? Yeah, maybe it's a little more niche than than Star Wars, but I mean, they're obviously selling through very well. The pre-order sold out. Mm-hmm. They sell out in stores. I don't see why something like that wouldn't be feasible. Yeah, I think it would be super cool. Super cool. Yeah, I'd but these love figures it. were were the most. They were they were like the one thing out of out of New York Toy Fair that I was most excited yeah. to be announced. And it's, you know, this it goes full circle. It goes back to what we were saying. I'm more excited about toys that I had 30 years ago than I am about new stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah. I, it's I've, weird. My excitement for getting carded versions of the real Ghostbusters figures that I bought in, I don't know, 1985 or 86, whenever they came out, is, yeah, the absolute thing I was most excited about. And I received <laughs> the, the four Ghostbusters today, and I, I was just overjoyed. Um, I'll bet. Yeah, my, my excitement for them is just through the roof. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I don't know. 
Now we need now we need the four Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters style in the six inch scale plasma series. I agree. Just like Diamond selected last year, and which mm-hmm. are super expensive on the secondary market now, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I I think that's a given. I kind of feel like that's that's something they're going to do. It's just a matter of when are they going to do it. I, I mm-hmm. feel like it's it's something that they've got to do. I, I I think they see the money on the table. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. I hope so. Sure that would be happen. great. That would it be would great. Be. Yeah, I can't wait for you to get yours. Uh, are you going to do a review on them? Uh, there's, yeah, I might. I might. I, I might tie it into like the whole Walmart, the way it's been handled sort of. They mm. just kind of do a different kind of video on mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah, fing- fingers crossed they show up in good condition for you. And I'm I'm hoping that they'll come up with some uh, clamshell cases that fit these guys soon. I think Zola World Ooh, yeah. is cooking up something, but it's not available yet. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. One of these companies definitely needs to get in on, get in on that because uh, even the Ninja Turtles that I have, like I don't have them in clamshells and I'd love mm-hmm. to have them in clamshells. So, mm-hmm. you know, hang them on the wall. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, this has been great. And, uh, you know, retro is one of those things that I, I wonder how long it's going to go on. Are we always going to be interested in seeing these kinds of things every now and then, every five to ten years? Uh, I imagine the companies will will try and capitalize on that as long as, you know, people that live during these time frame, you know, those time frames of the original releases were, you know, kids. And maybe we'll even see it for newer toy lines, uh, you know, in, in, in 20 years that were released in the 2000s, 2010s, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I don't see any other way around it. As, uh, wherever you can associate simpler times, you know, for us, in our case, you know, before the Internet, um you know, before we ha- we were adults and had to deal with taxes and, you know, showing up to work on time and all that. Um, COVID-19. Way, oh, don't even tell me. Yeah. As long as, you know, companies are able to capitalize on simpler, happier, joyful times, I think they're going to find a way to make money. And I think we're going to continue to see that. Yep. I think so, too. Um, or until we all die. Like our generation. Womp, womp. I think I said that's. I think I said that as long as we're alive. Oh I yes, I don't yes. want to be. I think it's not. It's it's not as morbid to say as long as we're alive as it is to say when we die. A little more direct. I do wonder, uh, like, will the will the values of these things that we're theori- theoretically passing on to our our you know the next generation will they have any value when we're six feet under and you know forty fifty more years or will like those generations be like why did they collect these dumb plastic things. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to maybe, as, as a global society, maybe move away from plastic as time yeah. goes on. But not not before those of us who are spending our money on little plastic men and women <laughs> and aliens and creatures are are out of the picture. So I think we'll see it for a little while yet. Sounds good to me. I'll, I'll, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, too. So sounds good to me as well. Any final thoughts? Nope. I'm. I think that that about covers it for old Tom here. I've got a whole bunch of retro style figures. I'm just sitting here looking at in my room, and uh, that makes me pretty happy. Makes me happy too. Well, Tom, it's been a pleasure as always. A blast talking about retro stuff. Uh, where can our listeners go to find you on social media? Oh, I'm just Woozlin Demon uh, on Twitter, and that's about it for me. Don't really cool. update my Instagram ever. Right on. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening, go look up Tom and uh, let us know what you think about all this, all this stuff we're talking about, you know, retro and all the toy lines that have come out in the last uh, few decades. And most recently, the Star Wars retro uh, Ghostbusters, you know, 
What are your thoughts? Are you buying them? Let us know. And uh, Tom, once again, thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks a lot, Victoria. It's always a pleasure. And that's a wrap for this episode. Victoria's Cantina began on YouTube, and you can find plenty of toy content on the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel. We are also on Instagram, constantly showcasing toy photography at Victoria's Cantina, as well as Facebook at Victoria's Cantina, and on Twitter, ranting and raving about toys and other nonsense at Vic's Cantina. For fun and random toy clips, follow us on TikTok at Victoria's Cantina. Got a question or something you'd like to share with us? Drop us a line in the fax machine. You can email victoriascantina at yahoo.com. If you are so inclined and wish to drop a coin in the tip jar, we are on Patreon where you can gain greater access to the channel while helping to keep the content rolling. For VC branded merchandise such as t-shirts, ball caps, mugs, and other fun stuff, visit us on Teespring and TeePublic. Links to all of these magical places can be found in the show notes. Do you got a minute or two? If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and drop a brief review explaining why you enjoy the show. As always, I'm Victoria, and no matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Cantina Chatter Podcast.